This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Indeed, it is the Monty Show on Thursday, October 21st. Hello. First day on the equipment. Um, Thursday, October 21st, 2021. Thank you. Uh, we have a huge show for you today, as always. But right now, you got to make sure you go ahead and hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. Oh, you haven't seen us on YouTube yet? Go ahead and find us, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. You can either go to themontyshow.com or you can just Google search The Monty Show uh, and it all pops up. Find us on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Take a picture that you are subscribed. Put that picture on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok and tag The Monty Show. And Jake is SLC Supercars and you'll be entered to win the Xbox Series S that is sitting on the desk in front of us. See if you were listening on the audio podcast. God bless you because we're having a huge week on the podcast this week. Thank you for that. Um, you'd see the Xbox if you were watching us on YouTube, man. Um, so do all that right now. Like, follow, thumbs up, your mom. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, all the cool stuff. You know, cool kids club. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk. Utah Jazz basketball because they got a laugh or win last night in a season opener against the OKC. Not so much thunder. Um, they're not very good, but this probably is exactly what the Jazz needed. A good opener to feel good about the start of your season and some interesting trends emerged, Jake. And I think one of the things that we are clearly seeing um, is that this Jazz team is very comfortable playing in a couple of different styles. Were you surprised that they were not shooting more threes right out of the gate? Uh, you know, I, I think I wasn't that surprised by it. I, I, I think that last season we talked a lot about how the team, you know, as a collective unit just tend to, tended to get real comfortable and real happy taking and settling for a lot of threes. And I think Quinn talked a lot about, um, you know, now and then, you know, a lot about how this team needs to move the ball uh, to get to the open three rather than just settling for like a pull-up three or just a quick three off the off the Rudy Gobert pick. And so last night, you know, I, I was really pleased with, with the way they came out and were moving the ball and were really working their offense because that's, that's what happens to NBA teams, you know, when they get real comfortable with each other. They, they stop being intentional about working the ball around the floor to get to that. And, you know, maybe instead of taking a partially contested look, we can move the ball one or two more times to get a wide open look for, you know, a bogey or a, or a Conley again or whoever it may be. So, I mean, last night I was really happy to see that not only did they not take a ton of threes, the threes they did take were 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 pretty solid looks, I felt like. And and I think, you know, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about how, you know, Donovan may have had a, a little bit of a rough go last night or whatever the case may be, but but I just felt like, you know, that as a team they were playing really well. And last night wasn't a night where you needed 30 or 40 out of Donovan. You know, would it have been nice? Sure. I mean, absolutely. It's always nice when you get that kind of production out of, your, out of the best player on your team. But but I think last night, you know, I, I just would tell people not to freak out about the fact that Donovan didn't have the best game of his life. You know, last night was sort of just the let's get this thing going. Let's get through the motions and, you know, let's beat the hell out of the OKC Thunder because they're the OKC Thunder. 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I was pleased with what they rolled out on offense last night. I felt like it was balanced. I felt like it was what this team needs to be if they're going to continue to be really efficient offensively. And the last thing I would say is just remember this style of play on game one, and then let's see what they're doing on game 30 or game 40 because that's going to evolve. But I really like the balance they had last night. Yeah, and I, I thought it was nice to see a lot of ball rotation – um, you know, in that second quarter, I thought that was really important. Donovan Mitchell, um, you know, making the extra pass after admitting that he doesn't like putting his finger in his eyes so he doesn't wear contacts uh, in the game, which is crazy. That's crazy to me that yeah. Donovan Mitchell is dealing with a vision issue during games. It's crazy. I, I don't know how he's playing like that. I, I, I don't. <laughs> and either. he's still one of the best players in the league. Yeah, it. it as far as on the court goes, though, you know, some of the things that I thought stood out were certainly Boyan Bogdanovich, you know, playing with his back to the basket, playing some bully ball. Um, I, I thought Boyan had an interesting night. His defense has not gotten better, and I doubt that it's ever going to. I mean, he is a guy that really struggles to keep uh, the other, you know, player in front of him. And that's a problem for the Jazz because I think we saw that Hassan Whiteside is not used to that rotational backside help defense that's become a staple of Rudy Gobert's game. Um, but you still see some of the weaknesses, if you will, uh, cracks in the dam, if you will, in this jazz defense. Yeah. I, I, so here's the thing. I, and I thought, I think you put it best. Like we shouldn't expect that, that Boyan Bogdanovich is going to be able to keep a, I think the guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, was it, was it Basley? I think it was, or yes, Basley, whatever yep. his name is. Uh, you know, he's like six, seven, six, eight, and he weighs next to nothing. He's super quick, very long, quick first step. Like he's going to get, he's elite at getting by you. And so when you, when you're putting Boyan up against those guys on the perimeter, that's not going to work out well for you. But I wasn't even that disappointed in that out of, out of bogey, to be honest with you. That's not really surprising. What, what I was more disappointed in was on that particular play, Hassan had one job, you know, and this is my thing with Hassan Whiteside. You know, last night I was tweeting about the fact that if he can play consistent basketball, he's going to take minutes from Rudy Gobert. That's going to happen. They're, they're going to, instead of it being like 80% of Rudy Gobert's minutes, right, like Rudy plays 80%, Hassan plays 20, it's going to start to trend more towards like a 70-30, a 60-40, depending on the matchup. The problem is, is that Hassan Whiteside tends to you know, be a step late on the help defense, right? Or or he, he does the little things not as well as he, he needs to. So we'll see how that, that plays out. But overall, I mean, I think it was, I think it's exactly what you wanted. You came out, you dominated the Thunder. They were never in that game uh, and you were in control, you know, from the get. So that, that I was really happy to see that. But I just think that the, I, I love the bogey back to the basket on the block thing. I, I think that that is a tone setter for their offense I think that that sends a clear message to the other team that you're not going to just settle for threes, that you're going to intentionally get a small guy on the bogey on the block, and you're going to make them make a choice. You're either going to double-team bogey and leave Mike Conley wide open or Joe Ingles wide open in the in the weak side corner, or you're going to let bogey play one-on-one -on -one and get a, what, a 95% efficiency look at the rim for a layup? Yeah. I mean, that's not a great place to be as a defense. No, it's not, but... Uh, I also think that we saw some good things out of Hassan Whiteside. I mean, obviously, he's going to have to get back into the system defensively, and I think that just takes time. That's, you know, as, as you have to build chemistry, I also think you have to build culture in new players, and so I think that's going to take some time with Hassan Whiteside, but 
I do like that when Hassan Whiteside's in the game, they can actually run sets by throwing the ball into the post. Mm -hmm. And that's not something this Jazz team has had the luxury of doing because you can't give Rudy Gobert the ball with his back to the basket um, and expect good things to happen. Um, and I thought it was nice to see Hassan Whiteside make the right pass. Now, Royce O'Neal, who, by the way, I don't believe scored last night. He did night. not. Zero yeah, points. I, I mean, I, I that's a major concern for me because – I still maintain, and I know I say this what seems like every day on this show, Royce O'Neal's a problem for this team. And again, everybody that's telling me he's a great on-ball defender and he's really valuable, and he's not a great on-ball defender. The guy is an average defender. He does not keep his man in front of him either. And if he's not going to score and if he can't knock down that wing three-point shot, I don't see the value in, in Royce O'Neal. I just don't. And I think this is a guy that you have to look at moving um, because everybody else down the line, whether, and we've talked about Joe Ingles as a trade chip. Joe Ingles gave you good minutes last night. Yeah. Joe Ingles gave you good three point shots last night. Yeah. My question is what was the valuable contribution uh, out of Royce O'Neal last night? Because I didn't see a lot of valuable contribution from him. Yeah. I, I think so. The first thing I would say is, is there are several guys on this team who are trade chips for different reasons. So like with Royce last night, yeah, not not scoring, and there were several times. I think it was twice that I can remember um, where Shea Gilgis Alexander had him literally spinning around off of the pick and roll, and and so I'm not saying that Royce sucks or that he's some horrible player, but but I don't think it's right to characterize this guy as an elite on ball defender. That's just not he's not that guy. I mean, he can play solid defense for you. But he's not, you know, what a yeah. uh, he's not like a like an elite on ball defender would be what Shane Battier was or PJ Tucker or right, any of those right. guys. So I just don't think it's fair to characterize Royce as that. That said, I agree he's a trade chip. He's valuable enough that you could get value back for him, uh, and and you could do something nice with that. And and as far as Joe is concerned, I thought he had a nice little night last night. Did he shoot as as well as he typically does? No. But does he have a great connection with Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll? Yes, he does. And I think that is what you like to see off the bench. And frankly, on the Joe Ingles front, what I'm really curious about, based on what we saw last night, Jared Butler got nine minutes, right? And that was and, that was surprising. So that was really surprising. So like I'm 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 watching these rotations. I'm watching you know Quinn bringing guys like Pascal and Hassan, and and obviously Joe played, and and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. So which way is Quinn going to go here? Is Quinn going to be the guy that's not going to play young guys? Or is Quinn going to be the guy that's going to play one young guy and the rotation is basically going to stay the same outside of that? Well, and this was a laugher. I mean, this game yeah, this was never, close, this game was never yeah. close. And so I was surprised that we didn't see more Butler. I was surprised that, um, you know, we didn't see, you know, I thought we'd see more Elijah Hughes. And he got and we three didn't. minutes? Yeah, like we, did, we didn't see... Um, you know, I, I was pleasantly surprised that Pasco got a lot more run than I thought he would. 14 minutes for Pascal's pretty good. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, I really like when you play Pasco with a big, mm -hmm. whether that's Whiteside or Gobert, you're, you now have a physical presence because you have that second, you know, that second big body that you can put in there. I really like what Hassan Whiteside brought to the floor last night. And I, I think – He's going to have to clean some things up. He's going to have to get tighter defensively. But I thought what you saw to Hassan Whiteside is exactly what you wanted to see. Yeah. He rebounded well. He was physical. You know, he, he again, slow rotations, totally understand that. 
But I think, you know, December, January, February, Hassan Whiteside's going to be a much better defensive player, and he's going to be a very valuable pickup here. Oh, and he's already more valuable than Derek Favors was, and, and that's really the point. I mean, well, let's, yeah. not forget, yeah. let's not forget what his intended purpose is. I mean, his intended purpose is not to compete with Rudy Gobert for minutes, although I do think, like I was saying, I do think that's going to happen and is already happening. But the intended and stated goal and purpose for Hassan Whiteside is to be a quality backup for probably 15 to 20 minutes a night. That's yeah. what his job is. And I think that, you know, um, yeah, I thought he played well. The biggest thing that I noticed um, this year over last year, because of Hassan's contributions, the Jazz didn't have that stark fall off at the five when Rudy and Don and the starters weren't in the game. Yes. You still had the ability to pound the offensive glass. You still had the ability to set really good picks. Like, and, and I think what happened last year, too, when Derek Favors was in the game is you essentially had to run a different offense. You know, like, like yes, he was still setting those picks, but one of the things that Rudy Gobert is really elite at is setting really quality picks. He's very good at that. So when you had a guy in Derek Favors coming in who wasn't good at that, it kind of changed things. So yeah. when I look at Hassan, I'm like, hey, he's setting good picks. He's rebounding the ball on the offensive and defensive glass. Did he did he make his his shots? Not really, but that'll come. So I feel like he's a, uh, just a uh, an upgrade overall. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting, by the way, um, dating is a waste of time, says the Jazz are tied for the best <laughs> record in the league. What a start. God, you guys are so reliable. I love you guys, man. Every day somebody I love creates you guys. an account based on something we've talked about. I love it. Uh, Teddy Wayman, good morning to you. He says, good win to start the season, indeed. What's up, Teddy? Uh, James Knight says, Jingles still like a player, uh, still a jazz player, guys. Yep. Yeah, he is. And he shot four or seven from three last night. I Trade I imagine that you were you. you had, you know, some baby lotion nude on the on the leather couch last night, James. And you know what, What's frankly, yeah, I don't blame you for that. Or I guess that would have been this morning. Right. Jazz games are on in the morning. Yeah, that's true. In Australia, might. Uh, Daryl says, OKC going to have a rough year. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, not good. Yeah, you think. But and there were a lot of people on Twitter saying this. Oh, the Jazz only look good. Who cares why they look good? They yeah, look good. They look good. It, yeah. it was exactly the opening night that you needed. This team, you can see the foundation is in place. They're going to have to have more from more guys. I think the the best way I've been able to kind of describe what this team needs to do is is like think about the best teams in the league, like you know the Nets or the Bucks or any of these really really elite teams in the league. There are times where they don't have to execute on offense and they still score because they're that damn good. With the Jazz, they don't have the luxury of being that damn good. Donovan Mitchell's that good. You can just say, hey, go get a bucket, and he can do that. But as a team, as a collective unit, this team has to execute on offense consistently to get done what they want to get done, which yes. is getting to the NBA Finals. So that's why I say, you know, that's why we opened the show kind of talking about the fact that they had really good flow. They were moving the ball. They were doing what we'd like to see them do on offense to get those open looks. And, and that's something you need to watch for as a Jazz fan. Are we seeing a lot of pull-up threes? Are we seeing them settle? Oh, we're not seeing them settle? That probably means they're winning this game. So that's something you want to look for all season. Yep, I agree. Jeremy Bolton says, sup. What's up? All right, sup. And he says, do you, did you guys even watch the Jazz game last night? We nah. didn't actually. We don't watch Jazz basketball. No, I was too busy wasting my time on Hinge and going to bed at 8 o'clock. So, there you, know. you go. Yeah. There that, you, that go. Was, that, that, you know, that was it. So, Well, I'm just saying, you know. Uh, Neville says Trader Joe and O'Neal. Oh, I would agree with that. Trader Joe. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, James says, no, I loaned the baby oil to Jake recently. Remember? 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's on the way. Yeah. Right. Um, Kev, well, now he got filtered. I didn't read the back half of your comment. Um, but the first part said, how did you sleep? I slept great last night. I slept good too. I had a good night of sleep. It's weird. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. It is what it is. It's fine. Um, one of the other conversations I think it surrounds Rudy Gobert on this jazz team, because we did not see the vaunted jump shot. The 15 footer. We did not see the, uh, you know, back to the basket. Hey, I can dribble. I'm an amazing offensive player now. And you know what? I I don't think we're going to see that. I think you're going to see the occasional jumper from Rudy. But I think everybody was all excited because he had a double-double in the first quarter. And, um, you know, he finishes with 16 points and 21 rebounds. And Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good night for Rudy Gobert. And I think that's who this guy is. Mm -hmm. I, I would love to see him be a 20-20 guy every single night. But I just don't think that – that I don't know. I'm trying to be gentle. I, I just don't know how they, – they're not better with Hassan Whiteside. No, they're not. But you can see that they can win games without Rudy Gobert. Correct. And, I, you know, I know that Boulder was going on last night about – just how critical and oh he's important and you know the other thing is they they rolled out the NBA GM survey last night with a graphic um by the way did you enjoy Holly Rowe on the broadcast last yes night? yeah I think she's job. very good she does a great job um but she was talking about the NBA GM survey and that Rudy Gobert did not finish top five in that survey yeah and you would have thought that somebody slapped Bowler's mom <laughs> because he was like oh my god they don't appreciate Rudy. They I'll just yeah. They just want offense. Okay, well, but I, just in all seriousness, did you see Carl Anthony Towns running the floor last night? Did you did you see Anthony Street Close Davis the other night? Did you like if you look at the guys on this list that finished ahead of Rudy Gobert? Anthony Street Close Davis is ahead of Rudy Gobert. Nikola Jokic, it is Joel Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, and Anthony Davis, and that's it. Do we? Is that our? How? I just don't know why this is. This is such a like earth shattering conversation. But I, it's no. Let's let's talk about it like we're cool kids. Is this list of the top five bigs in the NBA sus? Cause I wow. know, <laughs> wow, ah, this guy. Wow, I really don't care if you think it's sus. Yeah, I, I, it's wow. not, it's not sus. I think that this is legit. The, the, these are the top five guys in the NBA. I mean, if you look at Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, and AD, none of them are behind Rudy. Rudy is not better than any of those players. Yeah, but again, I think that Rudy Gobert has real value, especially on the defensive end. Um, I think you see already that I think teams know you have to attack Rudy Gobert to beat the Jazz. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is very clear, and I think you saw Oklahoma City do that. But Rudy Gobert is a hell of a player. Rudy Gobert has real value. But I will maintain that I just don't – I can't see them paying him $41 million a year and winning a championship. Yeah, that's I think I think that's going to be that's a very steep hill to climb. He's a twenty-five opinion. million dollar year player. That's what I that's what I would have liked to have seen him at. Forty is too much. Um, but either way, 
you know, that's not Rudy Gobert's fault that he got $41 million. More power to him, right? I mean, you're, you're worth what you can get paid. So I, I don't hold that against him in that sense. But I just think that when I look at when I when you sent this to me and you were like, hey, Rudy's not on the top five. Well, I'm like that. But yeah. to me, that's not that surprising just because he like the nicest way to say it is he's not a complete NBA big. He is an elite defender and an elite rebounder on both sides of the floor, but he is not an elite offensive player. And and I don't think that that is, I don't think that that is harsh to say or like mean to say. Notice I'm not saying he sucks or he's like a bad player, but I think when we honestly take a look at his game, what can we honestly, truthfully say the reality is? Hey, this is a three-time defensive player of the year NBA career he's building. He is a hell of an a, a, a hell of a defender, but the offensive side of the ball is lacking it has to be more he requires a lob yeah or he requires the jazz to miss jump shots and last night you can see how smooth it is i mean it's not hard to feed him at all like like i i in fact if i was the jazz i'd be feeding him more no like, but <laughs> i can't remember who it was on twitter last night pointed out that it's not like okc's got any kind of a big man they Derek, don't Derek favors cannot keep rudy gobert off the block right i mean because Derek can't jump but what really stands out to me is that Rudy Gobert is a hell of a player. He is a very good player. And just because he's not one of the top five big men in the league, league is not a discount to him. He is, he is the best defensive player in the NBA by a lot of people's beliefs. And I'm, I'm close to that. Three times, yeah, dude. I, I'm close to that. But it's not a slight or a knock on Rudy Gobert that he's not a top five big. And I, I – I think we have to come to a place of understanding of who and what Rudy Gobert is. This is a this is a dog that's not going to change his spots, man. Like yeah. you're not going to get Rudy Gobert to turn into somebody who can you you saw him try to dribble drive last night and it almost ended in a turnover. And you see him try to throw up a a, a jump shot at the buzzer and it's an air ball. Yeah. I'm I'm I think you know who Rudy Gobert is. Dennis Lindsay screwed you by paying him $41 million a year. Yeah, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation if he was at 25 years. No, you no, not probably. We would not. Yeah. Because you would have two more bodies here for that money. Yeah. So look, I I, I and this is why I say Zanuck and D. Wade and Ryan Smith have done a very good job backfilling this roster. You uh, it's very clear why Hassan Whiteside was the guy that they chose. But again, I think you are going to have to trade foundational pieces. Guys like Joe Ingles are going to have to become expendable. The other thing I will say is, e even though Boyan Bogdanovich had a had a really good night, something still seems off to me with the jump shot. I don't know what that is. I don't know if this wrist is just going to be what it is. Yeah, I mean, he straight up said that some nights it just bothers him. Like, it's not like he's injured. He's not injured. It just is like... It's, it is it's what just, it is. Like Yeah, like just some nights it is yeah. like more of a, a pain in the ass than other nights. And, and, and that's fine. I mean, that's, I mean, they were talking about it on the broadcast last night. I mean, as an NBA player, it's a physical game. It's a contact sport. You're always injured. You know? Yeah. You're, you're, you're always dealing with something. So, you know, I just think, listen, at the end of the day, you need bogey to take seven or eight threes a game and you need him to make five of those threes. Ideally. That's, that's all you, that's all he needs to do. And, and if they get, if they get action on the block with him, that's, that is a big time plus cherry on top type of thing. So, at the end of the day, though, I, I really liked that last night they rolled out with pick and roll early with Rudy Gobert. I would love to see them do that against most teams like nine out of ten nights. I'd love to see them 
just come out and yeah. use yeah. Rudy as a as a as an imposing figure and get the intimidation factor going. That's what I think they need to do. Well, I mean, you're, the schedule's very favorable over the next five days. I mean, you're at Sacramento on Friday, then you're off until Tuesday uh, when you're at home against Denver. So Denver's um, the first real big he's going to face. Yeah, and I think Denver played pretty well against Phoenix last night, who just shot the ball abysmally. Yeah. I mean, like, terrible. But um, I think, yeah, Jokic is the first real big you're going to see. And then, you know, you go on this three-game road trip for Houston, Chicago, and Milwaukee – I got news for you. The Bulls are going to be a problem for you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at Zach Levine last night. You look at Lonzo. Um, you look at the way that Vucevic plays basketball. That's a really good team. Yes. And at watching the Bulls last night, I was I was aroused. Really? I, I, yeah. I mean, I. So you're a Bulls fan again. Um, Let's not get carried away. Make the Bulls great again. Let's not get carried away. But two, two players that I really like watching. Are Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine, and you weren't expecting this one. No, and you know what? I I I got a little frisky watching that game. Really? And I felt the blood circulating in my toes, and, and I just knew kind of scruff it and play with it when it's wet. You know, I mean, it was one of those nights. Uh, but looking at, you know, looking at the way DeRozan fits into that offense, I thought he was great. Um, you know, Lonzo Ball with four dimes, six boards, two of six from three, 12 points. I want it. Kind of doing everything, you know, and then let's get weird. I mean, Zach Levine <laughs> is a guy that, you know, if you don't like watching Zach Levine play basketball. Oh, my God. He's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. And by the way, wow, wow. Alex Caruso can play in this league. Yes, he can. And the what he brings to the floor. He's a fun player to watch, man. He can get it done. Rebounds, assists, steals, effort. Yes. I mean, he, he created three possessions on his own. Yeah. And it's really that they're gonna be a handful. Are they one of the better teams in the East? They're not. I mean hmm. they'll be a playoff team. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're a very good team at all, though. I mean, I you know, still dude. have an owner in Jerry Reinsdorf that I just had, I mean, fuck them. I have very little respect for Excuse my French. See, I start talking about the Bulls, and the show goes blue. Like yeah, next question. Yeah, can we move on? Anyway, the point is. We're, we're moving on to Cleveland. Yeah, we're on to Cleveland. Uh, Daryl says Jingles hit a three and turned to the OKC bench and gave the Aussie rookie Giddy a goofy look. Yeah, Giddy loves Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, I, I don't think people understand the impact that Joe Ingles has had on global basketball. Yeah. Um, just on the Australian league, but if you look at how many Aussies are playing in Europe right now because of Joe Ingles, um, you know, and, and if you talk to guys like Dante Axum or Patty Mills, Patty Mills, Giddy, you 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 start to understand that Joe Ingles really is a leader. He's a as a human being, it's tough to find it's tough <laughs> to find better guys. You know, like he is just Joe Ingles is a very important figure globally yeah um so you know as much as i say that the jazz should trade him and it's you know largely excuse me <coughs> largely because he's at the end of his career but i just think that joe ingles is a spectacular human being he is and it's I, I it needs to be said uh cody strickland says hey boys sorry i was late i like the win cody. by 21 points cody look if i have to buy you a watch i will not do that um, I didn't see anyone do anything special last night. No, I, I think 
they played it pretty much down the middle. It's hard to be intense against a team like o Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, you know, let's see what they do on the road against a pretty athletic Sacramento team. And then who's not very good. And then let's see what happens, you know, against Denver. Um, Denver is your first game. Denver's your first real game. Yeah, Tuesday opinion. night at the Viv will be interesting to see how they handle uh, how they handle Denver. Um, James Knight says, you guys love to hate our 7-2 Frenchman who's soft. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I love Holly. Daryl says, Rudy did not do it for in his formative years. He, he will not do it now. Yeah, I mean, and that's fine. It's fine. It's tough for seven-footers to develop some kind of anything soft touch when you didn't roll up with it i would i would agree with that nick hines says anyone listen to the jazz on the radio and hear the weird noises from ron boone it makes it hard to listen yeah ron boone makes weird noises on the radio uh, i did not listen but i as much as i think bowler's a great play-by-play -play guy there's a very small window in time that i can listen to david Locke do play-by-play -play. yeah it, it it is and I like his podcast stuff and I like David Locke just talking jazz I I think he's enjoyable to listen to but man it's tough to listen to Locke do play by play for a long stretch of time yeah so Nick Hines no I did not hear that Brylark says trade Royce immediately James Knight says the jazz have bigger problems defensively than banging on, on about Rudy's lack of offense the jazz will always be able to score enough points to win games yeah I would agree with that mm-hmm but when you're making 41 million bucks, it's a talking point. Um, defensively, they're just not very lateral. I mean, they are a team that um, they need. They, and this is why Rudy's so important to what they do. They feed everything to him. And, you know, like, but again, you see that o what was OKC doing? Switching switching guards onto him and, and shooting threes. So that the for that the 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 formula the blueprint has been drawn up to beat the Jazz. Mm -hmm. Now it's up to the Jazz to matriculate and wow. evolve and evolve and mature. Wow! Past the bullshit from last year. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, "Did you just say Alex Caruso is a fun player to watch? He is. He is. You the try energy, it yeah, the energy and the effort he brings to the floor is, it's very enjoyable. I mean, I I think the Lakers will miss him." Um, because a, I mean, he got paid, um, B brought, didn't he bring a bunch of weed through a checkpoint? He did a whole bag. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, uh -huh. I mean, smoke him if he got him. Yeah. You know, but he's a good player. He is Alex Caruso is a good player and he's a guy that I enjoy watching. Frankly, I, I am a bitter, broken, closeted bulls fan mm -hmm. and watching that team win last night and then immediately flipping the script and hoping that, um, you know, Jerry Reinsdorf falls into a crop processing machine. I, you know, I, it. And kick a person when he's down. You know, I mean, if there's any way that we could take him to Harmon's and just put his arm in a bread slicer, that'd be great. Uh, but good, that, good. yeah, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Um, you know. Okay, good. All right. Well, good. I mean, that was a good conversation. I don't remember what they call those big machines that like, you know, you run them through like a soybean field or a corn field. Processors? Sure. You know, like it is what it is. I mean, put him through a. Hey, you're in Australia, James Knight. Put him through like a a, a sugar cane crushing factory. <laughs> Whatever you got to do to get rid of Jerry Reinsdorf, I'm all for it. I mean, yeah, I hate the White Sox anyway. Nah, keep Jerry Reinsdorf because if if he were to get hit by a CTA bus and then thrown under a CTA train, the Sox would be instantly better. 
So probably want to keep him around. Um, anyways, what else did you see in the NBA last night? Because I, I think a couple of things that stood out to me, obviously the Nick Celtic game was unbelievable. Lit. Um, I don't know how the Celtics lost that game. But, you know, you were telling me that you were ready to, like, get uncomfortably weird with Jalen Brown. Yeah, I mean, 46 points. I mean, it's time. It's time. Jalen really needs to make a break. Like, he either needs to become the guy that can reliably score 30 a night for you, or he needs to just fall into second tier, going to be an average kind of player guy. I mean, it's just time, you but know? did you see JT go 2 of 15 from yeah, 3? Yeah, <laughs> including missing, missing that fadeaway in the corner that could have won the game. Jason Tatum went 2 of 15. They lost by four in overtime. <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Jason. Appreciate you, bud. He he scored twenty points on thirty shots. That's not a, that's not good. That's not it's good. Not ideal. It, it's not ideal. Uh, the Knicks are going to be a handful all year long. Um, I mean, when you look at what Julius Randle is now, I mean, he's again gotten in better shape and added to his bag. Um, he's big. I mean, the guy just. Eight boards, nine dimes, like three blocks from him. Deal. I'm the best there is. Evan Fournier is a real addition to that team. He is, to me, they're going to be, they're one of the best teams in the East. I hope he's better than uh, he was for the Celtics. That's for sure. Well, I don't think Fournier was a bad player. You think he was a bad eh, player? Not a bad player, but he just didn't live up to it, you know? He didn't but, live up to it. By the way, Hud Fatass played. I mean, Zion Williamson played last night. Uh, oh, wait, I don't he's know. out. The, Pel the Pels right. fans Pels fans were too busy chanting, where's Ben Simmons? So I don't know where Zion was. Yeah, uh, he's hurt again. Mm. Wait, hey, so wait. He was the number one overall pick, and there was some guy taken behind him named John Morant. Is he any good? Did you see that? I mean, I, everybody's seen it. The dunk last night by John Morant. Dude. My mind is blown. Like, I mean, I, I don't even I just one time in my life. The rack attack. Just let me dunk like that one time in my life and I can die. Razzle, dazzle. I mean, you know, and I said this about the Cody Bellinger home run the other day. Mm -hmm. That home run he hit. Yes. And there's a video floating around Twitter. It's on my Twitter feed. I retweeted it. Of just the center field camera with the sound. And Cody Bellinger hits a fastball that's letter high, and he jacked all over that thing. Right. And the crowd gets turned up. Like, it's – what does that feel like? Oh, it's. I mean, it's euphoria. It's amazing. It is th – yeah. there's nothing like being at a sports event uh, when the moment happens. I mean, there's nothing like it. But if you – I mean – if you could if you could do anything in professional sports, is it dunk on a guy? Is it no, it's Ray a, Allen hit, hit, out of the it's, corner? It's a Ray Allen esque moment. Hitting a big shot to it is it's Kobe in Milwaukee ten years ago with four seconds left and the announcers saying they're gonna lose this game before he takes that shot. And then taking the shot, hitting the shot, and being like, Yeah, I told you so. Told you I'm gonna make it. I mean, it's those kind of swag moments. It's LeBron dunking on Jason Terry when LeBron was in Miami Heat and they were in Boston. Like, but is there a bigger moment than October baseball when you when you hit a ball the way Cody Bellinger hit a ball? No, I mean probably not. I mean it's it Man. is it's the Aaron Boone home run all those years ago. I mean it's I mean it, I and mean you're, those you're yeah. doing that in front of 50,000 people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that ball leaves the bat and 
the crowd roars, and then it goes over the wall, and the crowd just erupts. A Vinatieri, Adam Vinatieri kick to win a game for the, for the Patriots. Yeah, I don't know that there's that moment in the NFL. A game-winning kicks are. Game-winning kicks in playoff games definitely are. Maybe a opinion. pick six in a big moment. I, I Like the Malcolm Butler play maybe. I don't know, but I think there are very few moments that are as stimulating in all seriousness. Like the stimulation of your senses. Tiger Woods. Oh, a big putt in golf. A big putt in golf, yeah. I mean, there's think, just something special in baseball. It's it's such a spectacle to see a home run get hit that and, I think. And what the difference is, and I'm not trying to belabor this point, but in baseball, you can smell it. You can hear it. You can feel it. There's an energy. You can see it. Like there's just that when, when you're at, and I having been to 100 games at Dodger Stadium, when there's a big moment at Dodger Stadium, the organs playing in the background, there's a buzz in the crowd. Yeah. You smell the Dodger dogs. You feel the chill in the air. Like yes, there are few moments like that, and it just it just is. I I don't know what in sports would compare to that, but man, just one day in my life, let me hit a Cody Bellinger home run. And I remember a lot of home runs. I was actually a pretty good baseball player. I remember a lot of home runs I hit. Yeah, but I can tell you. The best, the best athletic moments that I've had are only two, hitting a home run and hitting a big three from the angle, in a in a game of note. Yeah, is man, there's nothing better. Like a big three pointer in basketball, there's nothing like that. Yeah, no, there's I mean, not. I mean, I I think nothing like that. I think there's nothing like a clutch home run. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to think of other other big moments like. You know, like being, I can tell you one of the moments that comes to mind, like being on the floor when, when Kobe lobbed that ball to Shaq. Yeah, exactly. That was one of the greatest moments I've ever seen in person. The thing about the NBA that I think is superior to any other, any other setup, including the NHL, um, the NBA just has a different vibe. You can feel there's something is going to happen. Like, like in the NHL, it happens very quickly. You don't have the buildup, right? But in 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 the league, in the NBA, you often get this moment where, okay, they've called a timeout. You know what's coming. You know, like, hey, they called a timeout. There's three seconds left. Kobe's getting the ball here. What's he going to do? But you know the, the thing, the, the reason that works is because they're actual human beings. In yeah. hockey and football – they're not human beings because they're wearing pads and helmets and, and that's baseball and, too. That's why baseball works as well. Yeah. And, and we all play baseball and basketball. Yeah. So, Oh my you, God. For penalty kicks and in, in soccer oh, for the geez. world cup. I don't even know. Yeah. That's pressure. I mean, that's, I mean, that's one of the biggest moments in sports. I, I just, man, I, I don't know. I think basketball is very, the reason I love basketball and it is by far my favorite sport to cover is because you're it. They're just got like, it's, this is going to sound weird, but let's get weird covering. Yeah. Covering Kobe Bryant. You talk to him at shoot around, you see him warming up on the floor and then he goes out and does these amazing things. Mm -hmm. And it, it, I cannot describe what that's like. And then when you go, and you talk to Kobe after they win a champion. Like, 
talking to Kobe after they beat the Blazers, he was like, well, it's just what we what we do. It's normal to them. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who they are. Like, I sell Yelp ads. I do a podcast. They dunk on people. Yeah. Like, it's... you it's normal they normally it's the ben simmons conversation Mm -hmm. a you don't understand or comprehend his money so him losing 10 million bucks doesn't matter to him because he's got a hundred million more like you just they like this is being pissed off at your boss at work Mm -hmm. he's pissed at his boss at work and he wants to go somewhere else like that's the the, it's what it is it's normal to them and so it just it, it the NBA is very human. There are not a lot of sports that are human. English Premier League football is very human because you're right there. They're just wearing shorts and t-shirts playing soccer. So it's very human. Yeah. In hockey, I you got to be a weirdo to play hockey at a very high level. I'm telling you they're not normal people. No, to be an elite football player, I say this about Kyle Gunther all the time. Kyle Gunther was an elite football player, and he is not a normal dude. Those guys are offensive linemen in particular, but high-level, high, high, high-level athletes are not normal people. Yeah, they they live they, – the beat of their drum is very different. Very different. Austin Lewis says, I'm not a soccer guy, but a game-winning penalty kick in the World Cup sounds pretty cool. It's almost impossible to do. The thing that the thing that I think is unique about soccer, or if you want to refer to it as football, um, is that it's a very simple game. But appreciating high level soccer is is something that doesn't happen in our country very much. Everyone says, "Oh, well, the EPL and the MLS are the same thing." No, they're not. They're not even close to the same thing. And I think when you start watching the World Cup, the funny thing that happens is everybody seems to unite around the World Cup, even in our country. The World Cup gets talked about like it's some mythical thing, you know, and 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 so that's why I say I just think that that the biggest moments in sports are I, I mean, it's a, it's kind of funny to say, but were we not all expecting Tom Brady to come back from down twenty eight to three? Were we not all sitting around eating our chips and salsa like, all right, he's down twenty eight to three, this second half's gonna be lit. You better go to the bathroom now because you don't want to miss this. Like we just know these things are going to happen. James Knight and Craig T, whatever your name was, want to know a dating update. It's coming. James says, "It's is it true you play the rack attack drop when you exercise the option with the teacher? Uh, no. No, it's not. No, that's not accurate. But yeah. that can start being a thing if you'd like. Yeah, we can put a speaker in Jake's room. Uh, yeah, there's a major dating update coming, by the way. All right, let's get a couple other things out of the way here. BYU's at Washington State this weekend. Um. Interesting times in Pullman. Nick the Dick Rolovich um, is no longer the football coach at Washington State. We told You're so him, fucked. Yeah, we told you on Monday, he gone. <laughs> See you later. And four of his assistant coaches, they gone too. Um, and one of the things that I think is an interesting conversation is what should we expect out of Washington State this weekend uh, against BYU? And what I would say is I don't think Washington State's going to look much different. The thing that I think you got to wonder is where's the accountability going to come from? Yeah. Because you're going to have an interim coach there. And in football, the football culture is the head football coach and then everybody else. And if you look at the best teams in the country, whether it's Nick Saban, um, you know, Kalani Sataki, Kyle Whittingham, Herbs. Like I said, the best teams in the country. <laughs> uh, the point is. <laughs> 
he coaches in the NFL. <laughs> uh, the point is that the best coaches in the country are the end-all, be-all. Yeah. And when you don't have that level of accountability in your program, like, oh, I don't know, a head coach, um, there's not a lot of accountability. But you also have a lot of veteran guys, guys who have been through that program for a couple of years now. They're not, they're not a young football team. So you would expect that the leadership in the core of that team um, are going to have to carry the load this week. And so guys like Delora and the rest of that team, I think they're going to show up and they're going to come come out of that field with a with a point to prove. So BYU is going to have to be ready. And there's I think there's a lot of BYU fans that think this is going to be a walk. It's not going to be a walk. And we'll have a lock in a, a full preview of Washington State and BYU tomorrow on the show. But I'm telling you that this is a game – this is a must win for BYU. This is this is they go up to Pullman and they lose, it's 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 game over. Like there's not a lot to talk about with BYU. And I think this is a huge huge moment in time for the BYU Cougars. Mm-hmm. By the way, by the way, thanks to the Salt Lake Tribune. I don't know how many people noticed good old Mont got a plug in the uh in the Salt Lake Tribune our podcast got uh got mentioned for uh BYU content. In the Salt Lake Tribune, so just saying, saying, really appreciated, uh, really appreciated the the trip for giving us that. Uh, thanks for the plug there. Um, Eric C says, "Go Aztecs." Kalani should uh, take notes off old Hoke. That's enough of that crap. Okay, yeah. How to go to a major program like Michigan and be a complete failure, Brady Hoke style. Um. Um, <laughs> well, let's see. I can't win in a major program. Yeah, I'll go coach at San Diego State. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you that the, the, the river flows both ways, Eric. See, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, it really is one of those things where this, uh, this, a tester game, yeah. you're, you're better than Washington state on the field and on paper, but they have a whole hell of a lot to play for. They do. And I think that football teams, when they, go through adversity are um, are more inclined to come together, you know, and, and kind of go off of that mentality than, than falling apart. So I think that uh, I agree. I, I don't think this is some cakewalk. I think that this is going to be a challenging game, but I think that this is a game, again, as I've said the last two weeks, this is a game that BYU should win. If you're a quality football team, which I believe they are, they should win this game straight up. Okay, again with this. Preston, uh, Preston says, you know, you just curse too much. Did he, did you ever think how many people don't listen to your show because you curse too much? Okay. okay. I mean, it's well. a po- by the way, it's a podcast. I'm just saying. Um, and it's our show. We can do what we want. We don't have rules on the show. I don't think we curse nearly as much as we used to. We don't. We haven't heard this in months now. I appreciate everybody who listens to this show. I'm occasionally going to curse. It happens. It's life, dude. I'm not, you know. I don't, I, you know who makes the rules on this show? We make the rules and we don't have any. So, you know, it is I what mean, it is. And, I'm, and, and I, I don't want that to come off as us being hard ass about it, but it just like, it is what it is, man. You're, you're, this is, <laughs> this is a, this is not some like serious, you know. Connor said, Connor got filtered for saying F Preston. <laughs> um, uh, James Knight says, can we ban Preston? No. Um, no, I, like I appreciate everybody's opinion. I understand there's a lot of people who listen to the show in the car or with their kids while they're, you know, the one guy was like, hey, I have it on the TV playing while we're making breakfast. I And I appreciate that. 
And you know what? If if my occasional language barrier is a problem, I I, you know, I'm sorry. I don't it, don't it, lie to me. It, but it is what it is. <laughs> Cam Harrison says, "Good morning, guys. Curse all you want. Great show." Like I just don't think I don't think it matters. I honestly, you know, people always oh. people always bring this up. It, it happens a couple times a year, but it just shows how unintelligent you are. Actually, no, it doesn't. Congratulations. No, it does. Bullshit. I, like, it, it's not cursing has never been an indication of intelligence. You are what you are. Yeah. You know, like I just think, listen, I understand it. I, I, I know why people, it bothers certain people. It hurts certain people's ears. And that's why I try to really not curse as much as I used to. I personally but would like an apology. We know like it's different being on the radio. It, it, when you're on the radio every day, you ne you've never heard me curse on the radio because it's never happened and it never will. If, if we ever do that again. Yeah which I'm not promising anybody we will or whatever, but, you know, James Knight says, I think I met Preston's mom once. Wow. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, don't, we don't have to go there. Uh, but I just, I think when you're on a podcast and we're all adults, I totally get it. One, and if you're watching with your kids, bless you. I appreciate you. I love you and your kids. And thanks for being here. Listen, um, the, the fact is, here's the facts, okay? You live in a world that's uncensored. So if you, you know, if cursing, you know, hurts your ears, well, I'm sorry that it hurts your ears. But the fact is, is you walk outside and you're going to hear people cursing. Yes. So I would agree with that. At the end of the day, it, it, it's not that we're trying to defy you or show you up. But at the end of the day, this is a podcast and and we have a lot of fun with this show. And, and that's kind of the theme of the show. So. I'm not telling you to turn it off. I don't want you to do that. But if you turn it off, I'm sorry. Bryce, my guy, Brylark. First of all, no Brylark. Oregon's not the best team in the Pac-12. <laughs> like him and I were, were DMing the other day, and he's like, and yeah, by the way, Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. Fuck off. <laughs> and it's, he didn't say it. the F off part. was, was That was game. you poking the bear. We yeah, he said – uh, Brylark said, cursing numbers on this show are too low. They're, they're, they're rookie numbers. You need to pump those up. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest movie ever. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers in this racket. Not The Wolf of Wall Street is not the greatest movie ever, but, you know, cocaine off a of butthole. Cocaine and hookers, my friend. You know. Okay. Good. I just said cocaine off of buttholes. Is that worse than cursing? Do, do we prefer ass vacuums or cursing? Wow. Okay. The same people that are offended by cursing allow their kids to spend hours on toxic Facebook. Yeah. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. I'm going through some stuff right now. Okay, a couple of things, and then we got to do a Brian Laurie update because this story is really frustrating me. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, is there anybody who believes he's going to get prosecuted here? I'm stunned that it's taken this long. And I don't have any doubts. It's my opinion. He probably did a good percentage of what he's being accused of. Well, why haven't they prosecuted him yet? It, it, I mean, it's been six months, months eight months. Of Going on a year. Allegations. And the cops have had the case for most of that time, and they haven't filed charges yet. Yeah. My guess is it's going to be tough to do that now. B. Trade the guy already. This is what I say about Ben Simmons. Trade. The, he's a headache for you. You're I just, not playing him. You're paying him millions of bucks. I don't know why owners in major sports do this. Why are you being stubborn about it? Why, like, why? 
Why is it that you're looking to prove a point or waste everyone's time? No you know, idea. I mean, because because the fact is, is like, you know, you look at like take the Deshaun Watson situation as an example. You're not just hurting Deshaun Watson's career, right? Like you're hurting the guys that are on this roster too. Because what does everyone want to talk about? Deshaun Watson. Yeah. They don't want to talk about any rando at playing quarterback. They don't want to talk about you know who's going to be the next head coach. They want to know what's the deal with Deshaun Watson. And then when Deshaun goes to Miami here this week. Everybody in Miami wants to know when's Deshaun going to play. By the way, if you trade, if if Miami trades for Deshaun and 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 sends two of the other way, all right. So Deshaun's playing immediately. Then is that what we're saying? That's what I find so fascinating about this. Yeah. Like, what is, what's the deal? I think that, and I've never been a Tua guy. I'm just not. Yeah. I think when you're hurt as often as he's hurt, you can't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Um, and he's left-handed and I'm a firm believer that left-handed quarterbacks had better be elite because it's very rare that a left-handed quarterback succeeds at that level. Yep. Um, the dolphins need Deshaun Watson. Now the dolphins also need better coaching because they're a wildly poorly coached team, but Deshaun Watson's an upgrade for everybody. He's healthy. He hasn't played this year. Fucking trade the guy. Like, excuse my French, bro. Now I'm going to hear it every time I say it. And he also said something else that I'll share with you in a minute. Um, but I just, it's one of these things where Deshaun Watson's hanging over your head, like a 10,000 pound anvil. And it's eventually, you know, the rope's going to break and that thing's going to crush you trade the guy. Why are you waiting? Is it your pride? Um, Ben Simmons has you over a barrel because he's not, he's never going to play another game for the Sixers no. and you're going to have to start paying him after, after last night, you suspended him for the game last night. Cool story, bro. Now you got to start paying the guy that's not ready to emotionally play for you, i.e. he's not going to play for you, trade him. Yeah. But yet we hang on to Deshaun Watson. This isn't Trevor Bauer, right? You understand why Trevor Bauer can't be on the Dodgers. Nobody questions that. Yeah. Why isn't Deshaun Watson playing for the Texans? Or he hasn't somebody. been charged, hasn't been accused. Okay, so you don't want him on your team? Trade him. It's your ego. It yes. is your ego. And, you know, I, I will say again that the McNair family, in my opinion, is, 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 a, is a bunch of racists. Things that, that, you know, former, you know, the late Bob McNair said, things that his kid has done. I think that there's a personal vendetta from the McNair side to the Deshaun Watson side. And they're trying to, this is George Steinbrenner. This is Al Davis and Marcus Allen. This yep. is all kinds of situations. Yep. You need to trade Deshaun Watson and move on with your lives. Because, by the way, Houston, you're fucking terrible. You're not a very good football team at all. And, yes, they just cursed again. Thanks. Um, you're just not very good. You're the hall of really shitty. Like, trade the guy. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's See, time. now you're trying. Now you're trying to. I'm not actually trying to. <laughs> Donnie, please. So, Preston says he's single and doesn't have kids. It just bothers him. Cursing, he believes, doesn't belong in society. Well, that's a you problem, Preston. With all due respect, that's a you problem, my man. By the way, Brylark says the Dolphins also need Jesus. That's probably <laughs> true. Eric C. says Deshaun to the Bears. No, Eric. Deshaun to San Diego State. Um, God bless. The Bears already have a franchise quarterback. We need, we need Brady Hoke to – no, we don't. Nobody needs Brady Hoke. Uh, we need a better football coach. Now, Eric, it's going to be a San Diego State thing eternally. Yeah. Um, Brylark says if there was anything on Deshaun, they would have charged him already. Yeah. 
He's a he's a dead weight on that roster now. Yes. Neville ninety three says cursing is good for the soul. Yes, it is. I agree. Um, Jeremy Bolton says ass vacuuming is good for the soul. Yep. Wow. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I said I rescheduled my my Roto Rooter colon thing. Right. I did. Yeah. <laughs> See, the problem is I'm a very visual thinker. So when when you say oh ass vacuuming is good for the soul and then you play the sound effect. I think about those old metal canister. Yeah, exactly. I think about those old metal canister <laughs> vacuums and how they would fit into your orifice. And then what would happen if you turned the shop back on while it was stuck up your hindquarters? That's not what we're about. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm a terrible person. Yeah, next question. Yeah, is that ever in doubt? <laughs> Hello? It was never in doubt. It was never a doubt. <laughs> Preston's a douche. He's not he's a douche. He's not a douche. Come on. He, Don't go there. That's a, not necessary. He's a mama's boy, but he's not a douche. You know, all I know, all I know, I got Deshaun for most of my fantasy teams, and one of them is, <laughs> is, is Dynasty League XD. Is a Dynasty League XD. Well, Jose, you probably should hang on to Deshaun because he's going to get traded, and he's going to go dominate wherever he goes. I think. Yeah. You know. Uh, greatest movie, in my view, is Heat. The action is the Excellent juice. Okay. Movie, I love dude. Heat. That's not a great movie. I love Heat. I like Ronan. I love Bobby D. I'm a Bobby huge, D. Bobby D. Oh, more cannolis. I'm a huge Bob De Niro fan. Yeah. Bobby. The Godfather, which you still have never seen. That's your fault, not uh, mine. Well, please. Um. Bobby D, The Godfather, Heat. I mean, there's so many that he's good in. Bobby D or Tony Soprano? Your mom. Um, what do you mean? Bo uh, like Bobby James D. Well, Robert De Niro is a better actor than James Gandolfini just in longevity alone. That's fair. God rest James Gandolfini's soul. Yeah. The Saints of Newark. <laughs> Gandolfini's kid was really good in that, but there's only one Tony Soprano. Yeah. It Tony, almost makes you want to watch the whole series again. I do. I, I do on a regular basis, but you bitch and moan about it. No, I don't, dude. I would totally watch this whole series again. But you won't watch Miami Vice. Okay, Miami Vice is in the DVR. That's like the go-to. Like That's like the crackers in, in the cupboard. Guy, your shake has separated. It's been sitting there so yeah, long. Yeah, because I've been talking about ass vacuums and not cursing. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Nothing. Um, the greatest movie. What is the greatest movie of all time? That's uh, a really tough question to answer. My favorite movie of all time is The Dark Knight. I'm not saying it's the greatest movie, but it's my favorite movie. That's a good movie. The Dark Knight's a good movie. Uh, Chris Karn, good morning. He's at Traeger 650, I should say. Yeah, by the way, Chris, we're uh, meeting meeting up this weekend, right? Yeah, Chris won the uh, Traeger Ironwood 650 on this show. Um, so Chris is getting the Ironwood a cover, and we may throw in – like we're. Uh, the minimum is the Traeger, the cover, the because you gotta have the cover. Yeah, I have to. You have to. The Necessity. cover is a, the cover is a game changer. Because you definitely do smoking in the winter. You do, but you yes. need the cover to be on the smoker. Yeah, I'm gonna put the, the smoker in the garage. I'm gonna put the smoker. Really? In the garage. Yes. I love that thing. You don't think it could? You don't think it'd be fine? No, I, I I'm gonna put it in the garage. It's a it's got electronics in it, but I'll move it out and smoke in the wintertime. There's no doubt about that. Um. Yeah. But the uh, what was I going to say? The cover, the Traeger, and a bag of pellets is what Chris will get. We may throw in some seasoning too. Yeah, because seasoning makes the whole thing. Yeah. He uh, Chris says, "Morning, boys. I slept in. What did I miss? 
Can't tell you. Uh, His name a, is Preston, and people are pissed. It's a secret. <laughs> Greatest movie of all time. What's the best movie you've ever seen? I mean, for me, Gladiator's got to be there. Um, Gone with the Wind certainly has to be there, but that's like the seventeen hours. Greatest movie of all time. Yeah, what's the Dude, greatest movie I've question, ever seen? Bro. That is a tough question. And like, and I mean, a good movie. I like, I love the Bourne series. Those are not the those best are not the greatest. That's a great series, but not the best movies of all time. Um, like Inception is a great movie, but probably not the best one of all Inse- time. Well, you know, that script, the cinematography, the music. Dude, um, man, man, that's a really tough question. That's a tough bro. one to answer. Like my again, my favorite movie is The Dark Knight. Inception is a close second. Gladiator is definitely third. Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank's a great movie. The Green Mile is a great movie. Brylark says probably objectively The Godfather. Subjectively, The Dark Knight is so hard to beat. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. The way The Dark Knight is shot is just epic. Yeah, Neville ninety three says a movie Blow is a good one. It is. Then that's not porn. Trust me. Uh, Eric C says, um, T650, uh, you missed a whole lot of ass vacuuming in Aztecs football. <laughs> Correct. <the mundo. laughs> wow. Exactly right, Eric. Wow. Uh, ooh, Braveheart's, Braveheart's there, but stop. Mel Gibson's don't get the hell out of here with Braveheart. Braveheart's not a bad movie. Stop. Why don't you like Braveheart? It's not even in the conversation of Grace movie of all time. Oh, stop. Come on. That's a good movie. Okay, but again, if, have you if, seen okay, it? Okay, yes, I have seen it. And if and if Born if Born's not in that conversation, then Braveheart definitely is not in the conversation. And there's so much Mel Gibson problems there. Uh, eBay the Sofa Surfer says Heat, The Shining, Jaws in that oh, order. The Shining. The Shining is terrifying. Jesus. The New Joker is a phenomenal movie. Man, that movie's dark. That's a good point, Casey. I, I and by the way, Casey, what's up, my man? Good to hear you. Are we on the DC train? Like the DC comic train for movies. The comic book thing is really hard for me. Like, like I don't like I'm not really that thrilled about the new Batman coming out. Like I feel like the Dark Knight series ruined every is that Batman. Ben Affleck? No, it's uh Robert Patterson, Pattinson, no, whatever no, no, his no, name no, is. No, 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 it's not Ben Affleck. It is it is dude from Twilight. Is it really? Yes. Ro- I can't remember his last name. Robert it's Pattinson. Like, it is Pattinson. Robert Pattinson in the new Batman. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, Zoe Kravitz. Colin Farrell's in that movie. Like they had DC movies have incredible cast. Paul Dano is the as the Riddler. Is yeah, it, that's they, a good they one. They have great casting, but but again, I just always find myself getting back to wow. the way the Dark Knight went down. And I'm not talking about the whole series. The Dark Knight. That particular movie with Heath Ledger was just yeah. There's just something about it. I and I don't know what it is. I can't put my thumb on it, but it is just a notch above in my opinion. Uh, Casey Finlinson says Saving Private Ryan. That Great movie, movie is just so Great movie. But it's so hard to watch. Mm. Like the war scenes, like the mo- that scene where where um the one soldier like stabs the other soldier in that apartment building. Yes. Man. They intentionally shot it to show you the the veracity and savagery of that war. Good lord. Coach Carter's a great sports movie. Stop. Yes. Um Casey says, Saving Private Ryan. Traeger650 says, I'm hunting buffalo this winter. Jake, do you want to try and smoke some buffalo? Um, Those things are massive. Human. Uh, I mean, I'm not looking to awesomeness. go hunt the buffalo down, but if you want to donate some, sure. 
<laughs> Jose Luis BG says the Batman seems really good. Wait, what are we saying is the best movie of all time? I don't know. I, gotta I don't go, think there was I gotta a go with Gladiator. Dude. I think I gotta go with Gladiator. The Batman seems really good. Can't wait to see it. My favorite movie is Ass Vacuuming 2, The Cleanse, <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says. <laughs> Boondock Saints is a good movie. Oh. Haven't seen it. Man. Uh, that's, a a lot tough, of... that's a tough movie. That, or that's a tough question. Tough question. All right. Should we talk about this Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry situation? This guy is such a douche, man. Okay. So in general, oh, the Italian job's a good movie. Not the best of all time. Um, the Gabby Petito thing's tough. Brian Laundry murdered her by all accounts. And in my opinion, he, he murdered her. Yeah. I, we don't know what happened. Let's just make that very clear. We don't know what happened. But to hear that they've now found human remains very near Brian Laundrie's belongings in this swamp in Florida makes you think that this guy killed himself. And it is so frustrating to me that these these bros that commit these heinous crimes, these, these, these people that commit these mass shootings and then they kill themselves, these cowards that blow themselves up, it's so frustrating to me. Like, it, 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 be a man about it. If you're, it, it, if you want to like be a headliner, be a headliner. But how tough are you, you coward, when you go and murder a girl allegedly, and then you go and kill yourself? You run. You run to your parents, who, in my opinion, helped you escape, and then you go and allegedly, after murdering somebody allegedly. You go and kill yourself in a Florida swamp. You're you're just trash, dude. Like you you and your family are trash. He, 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 and if they ever prove that his parents assisted him, I really hope that they put them in jail. Yeah. Because Gabby Petito did not deserve what she got. And if you were going to allegedly murder her, face the music, Dick. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to hear that. Oh, he was well, but Monty mental illness. Okay, so wait, let me get this right. So you're telling me that, because this is what happened on Twitter yesterday. Oh, well, Brian Laundry, he had mental, you know, he had a, a mental deficiency. Okay, so mentally deranged, let's call him, right? Like depression, anxiety, you name it. Okay, cool. Those are real conditions. But he was lucid enough and together enough to mur allegedly murder somebody to then drive all the way home to fucking Florida, get his stuff together, be with his parents, drove him away into a swamp, and then he killed himself. He wasn't deranged. He wasn't, I, I don't buy that at he all. He was well enough to hide the body. I don't buy that at all. That, oh, well, but this guy's a coward. Yeah. This guy is, Brian Laundry. if you're dead or alive, you're a coward. Yeah. Because my, my feeling is you hung a big guilty sign around your neck the minute you ran. You put your family in this position. Because I got to be honest with you. If you come home and you're like, yeah, I killed a girl and buried her in a national park. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I would firstly kick your ass and hold you down while I called the cops. Because yeah. you don't deserve my help. Like, it, it just I, it just bothers me so much. Yeah. This Brian Laundry situation 
I will not help. Like, I'm all about family, right? Just call me Vin Diesel. (laughs) Family is everything. I'm totally down with that. (laughs) But if you murder somebody, yeah. If you kill a woman or you beat a woman, you're... mm -mm. That changes. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. It's going to change some things, man. Like, the DNA doesn't matter when you're punching a girl in the face. I have a real problem with that. When you're murdering a girl, I have a real problem with that. When you had a domestic incident in Moab, and you guys could have walked away, and you could have gone your separate ways, and you didn't, and then she winds up dead in a national park, yeah, I have a problem with that. Oh, and then you ran? Yeah, you're a coward and a POS and and a girlfriend murdering F, in my opinion. All right, I feel better. Okay, good. Good. I feel a lot better. Good. Good, I'm glad. All right, speaking of dating, now that we set it up with Brian Laundry. Yeah, thanks. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a really good segue into uh, dating, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a big update on the teacher. Yeah, so basically, I'm not going to get into all the specifics, right? But basically what happened was is, you know, we... She basically told me that she wanted to she didn't want to be just another hinge girl, right? She wanted to be she wanted to feel special. She wanted to be valued basically. So I was like, "Great. I can do that." So you start putting more effort in, you know? You start So wait, she said to you. She said Cuz this I, is a really important detail. Yeah, she said I her exact words were, "I want to feel special. I don't want to just be another hinge girl to you." And I was like, "Okay, great. Cool. We're on the same page." So that means, you know, we're texting a little bit more. I'm checking in on her a little bit. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, just small how little things. How often were you texting her? We we were probably texting two or three times a day. She's she was she's a teacher, so she's very busy during the day, and I'm busy too. Like, I, you know, I, Yelp is no slouch of a job, right? So like, um, we I would text her good morning. Hey, hope you have a great day. She would reply back. You know, then sometimes we would talk in the middle of the day. Other days we wouldn't, and then we would just kind of talk at night. And, you know, then it just kind of got to a place where she was like, you know, you yesterday she texted me and was like, hey, you want someone to be your whole world. And I want to just share my world with somebody, whatever the hell that means. So it is what it is. I you want the teacher said to you, hey, Jake, you want someone to be your whole world. Yeah. I'm looking for somebody to share my world with. Yeah. Okay, I, what made her think that you want her to be your whole world? I don't that's know. about the opposite know. of what you want. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm not really looking to play the hypothetical game or get into all that, but it just it just it, it made me just feel like man, dating's a waste of time. It like that's just what it made me feel like. Like it is it is a un, until everything changes and that one person out of a million people comes along, it's a complete waste of time. I, I don't understand this whole thing. I think what I'm starting to figure out here. Um, and I'm not saying it specifically applies to the teacher, but I do think it applies to several of the people, uh, especially the, the person that I was with in Phoenix. Uh, and, and even before that, I think that, I think that people really struggle with the concept of being young and being driven by money and being driven by success and being like, and being ahead of the game. So what do you mean by that? So Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I think it's a foreign concept. I've, I've noticed, you know, just an observation that people, have trouble with the concept of, oh, well, you, you didn't go to college? Like, you didn't, you didn't, you don't have a degree? No, I don't have a degree. Oh, you don't have any debt? No, I, I don't have any debt. That's why I want to travel and buy Beamers and go snowboarding and, you know, do all this stuff, right? And I feel like a lot of people really struggle with it. And, and, and I'm not saying that those folks are like below me or something at all. What I'm saying is I struggle 
it just kind of starts to feel like I struggle to connect with people my age. And, and, and it kind of sucks because, you know, I, 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 it would be nice to just be able to say, Hey, yeah, here's where I'm at in life. And this is what I started doing. I did this with three people last night on hinge. I literally, when they match, cause what happens is you like a bunch of people and then you wait and see who comes back and says, Hey, I want to talk to you. That's how it works on hinge. Yeah. So yep. then once they come back and they say, Hey, I want to talk to you. I'm just basically saying, Hey, thanks for matching. And, and here's who I am. And in an effort not to waste time, like if you, if you're cool with this, like then let's talk, I'd love to meet you. If not, then, then I get it. And like three of them were like, wow, like this is great. Okay. So wait, what are you saying? So I'm basically saying, not I, basically, what did you write in the message? I, what I wrote in the message was, Hey, I, I do sales at Yelp. Um, I said, I make about, you know, six figures a year. I, I love to travel. I like cars. Like I'm, I'm trying to, to build a life. That's what I'm trying to do. Cause you, you're 28, about to be 28. Mm -hmm. You make really good money. Mm -hmm. You have, you, you have no debt. Mm -hmm. You really don't spend very much money on anything. That's not a car. Mm -hmm. You're a car and shoe guy. Yeah. So you really kind of have a lot of freedom. Yeah. So you're telling people, Hey, this is my life. Here's what I'm looking for. If you want to fit into that, great. We can keep talking. Now I'm telling people that. Now I'm telling people that. I wasn't so doing that before. You're telling people, hey, so not to be redundant, but I just want to frame that correctly. So what are you saying to people now? I'm saying, uh, hey, I, the first thing I always say is, hey, thanks for matching. I, you know, I really appreciate it. It's great to be talking to you. That kind of a thing. Then I'll send a second message and I'll say, so, you know, and, and again, I want to be really clear. I wasn't doing this before. Now that this whole situation happened, I'm doing it with everybody moving forward. So like so far, I've done it with three people. One of those people was really excited. However, she's out of town for two weeks, so I'm not going to see her for a minute. But she was really excited to talk. So what I said was, is, hey, like this is this is who I am. And in, in, in out of respect for my time and your time, I just want to get out in front of this thing and you can make a decision. That, that's you're literally telling, what I you're, said. What are you telling so then, So then what I said was, is uh, I do sales at Yelp. I make six figures a year. Um, I, I'm really driven. I'm really loyal. I'm really, you know, passionate about life and doing doing a lot of things. I'm uh, I literally say I'm going to Maui next month. Like we're going. I have an epic pass. So I go snowboarding almost every weekend during the winter. Like I'm the kind of guy who will take half a day off on Friday randomly and drive out to Denver for the weekend. Like I'll do those things. And I want somebody who's down with that. That's literally what I'll say. And one of the people responded was like, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And I haven't had someone say no yet, but again, I've only done it with three people. So I think here's the problem for you. And I don't think you fully grasp this. You are an old soul. And I said this to you yesterday when we were texting about this. Mm-hmm. You're an old soul. You are not 28. You are you are physically 28 going on 35. You play up because you are an only child who has been surrounded by adults your entire life. So essentially from the age of 13 mm -hmm. to 28 now, you have you have lived as an adult. Yeah. You have had you have had I have probably made your life too easy. So you have achieved at a very high level because you have, you have always had the freedom to, to, to choose. Mm -hmm. And I think we live in a society where most teenagers just go to school. Then they go to college and then they struggle to find a job. 
Yeah. You you straight up said when you were 19 years old, I don't want to be in college anymore. I'm on a snowboard, and I'll figure it out after that. Mm-hmm. And so you got a job at a resort, and you snowboarded for a year. Mm-hmm. And then we got into real estate, and then you started. We started doing a podcast, and you started working with me in radio. And you've j- you're an adult. Yeah. You're not a 25-year-old kid, and you're trying to date 25-year-old kids. And I think the thing that's hard for you is you need to date older. Yeah, well, here and, and, and I don't disagree with that at all, but I think that the thing you got to consider about dating older, especially on a dating app or, you know, like Hinge, is the, the, the 30-year-old woman on Hinge typically, I'm not saying this is everybody, but I have yet to run into somebody who just happens to be single at 30, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. typically the 30 year old woman in Utah has been married and then is divorced and has a kid. And I'm not interested in that. I'm yep. not. I am not interested in that. Um, so, so you're not willing to uh, Craig is the Bob says, what's up everyone made it just for the end. Good to see you, Craig. Good to see you, Craig. Um, you're not, you don't want to date a woman that has kids already. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with not that. interested. I think, I think the thing for you is you're learning, you're learning this the hard way, even though I tell you this all the time. You got to communicate. You got to tell people. And I, I love that you have decided to do this. This is who I am and this is what, I, what I'm looking for. And if that's you, hey, cool, let's keep talking. But if if that's not you, all right, I'm out. And we, we that's no knock on you. But hey, if you if you already have kids, I'm I'm looking to have my own family. Yeah. Hey, if you're not into winter sports like skiing or snowboarding, yeah, we're probably not a good match. Hey, if you're not grinding for for the future, we're probably not a good match. Because mm. the and you tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you are a guy that is well to do. You have nice things, and you want to go live your life now. Mm-hmm. And but you also are worried about building wealth. Mm-hmm. And so you're a grinder. You don't do much during the week. No, you I get don't. up at four forty-five, and you're usually in bed by ten o'clock. Yeah, and it's it it's different on Saturdays and Sundays. But I think there are very few 25 to 28-year-olds who live that lifestyle. I think there are people who, those people have jobs. They go to bars. They like to go out to eat. They don't care about COVID. They're not into fitness. They're not into the things that you're into. You're into 30-year-old shit. You're not into 20-year-old shit. Yeah, and, and it makes it hard. It does. It was. I was very frustrated yesterday. Eric C. says, just get a dog, Jake. Yeah, at some point. I'm not going to get a dog while I have an apartment. It's not smart. It's not good business. I think that I think that you I'm trying to be gentle. You're terrible at missing red flags. Yeah, I mean, I could have cut her off when she said she wanted to go slow. I could have. It's not cutting her off. It's just understanding that that's probably not a long-term fit. Yeah. Because going slow like this, the, this, I'm not even to be very clear. I want to make this really clear. I'm not even upset that it that it was ended. What I'm upset about is it was a complete waste of time. That's what I'm upset about. Yeah, or was upset about. You're, I'm not really upset anymore. You're not in, but you were never like in love with this girl. No, you didn't know her well enough. Yeah, right. So the thing that strikes me is she's a really, you know, she's just a a really earthy, present day person. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's just not, to me, that's not where you are. You're looking for a companion to go through life with. Yeah. There's too many, there's too many people my age who just want to work their nine to five and take a couple trips a year. And I'm not into that. I'm into taking a couple trips a year, 
but I'm not like I was talking to this. It's fine. I uh, some so we lived here before before Phoenix, right? So occasionally I'll run into somebody that I talked to the last time I was here, and so that happened the other day, and we caught up and everything's cool. I'm not going to see her or anything, but it, you know it was cool. And I said, I said, you know, you haven't changed much. And she was like, no, I haven't. I'm I'm Mormon and I like my job and and that's it. And I'm like, so why why would you why is 50k a year okay why is that why do you want to live that lifestyle because she literally doesn't pay for tv she has to go to her parents to watch tv like she doesn't have what most normal people have and i'm like why is that i just can't that just doesn't compute to me i'm not saying that i gotta have mm -hmm. the best of everything yeah but what i am saying is that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna live a life where i can't afford to pay for tv well, and you know? I think you're not also going to live a life where you're having to pull somebody along with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like and I, that's like elite level stuff. That That is like, that's the that's the other thing that nobody talks about. It's going to be really hard for me to but, find somebody who is. But shouldn't you be looking for a unicorn? Like, well, should, yeah, shouldn't but, that be? But like, you have to find this balance, right? So you have to find this balance of you're looking for a unicorn, but also you have to be willing to accept people for their flaws as well. So. You know, I just think it's a uh, it's a different difficult uh, thing we work with here. Hello. So Mrs. Monty now has a microphone. Dude, this is hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. What, what did you want to say? If we were looking for unicorns, would we have found each other? Um, I think you're putting an unrealistic expectation on Jake. Mm, I don't think so. I think I think it's very difficult to. I think it's very difficult to be happy in this world. I think one of the things that we all struggle with, especially with dating and relationships and something that we work on on a regular basis is that being happy in a marriage or being happy in a relationship is a choice every day. And I know I say this all the time, but it's a lesson that took me a long time to learn is that you choose to be happy every day. You choose whether or not to fight over a sink full of dishes or... You know, whatever but that, that little means, item is. That means that we deal with, with flaws. We understand that we're not perfect. We understand that, you know, there's struggles. Yeah. And you're not going to, you're not going to like find a unicorn. You're just not. No. And I, I don't mean you're looking for some, but perfection is not real. Perfection is not, doesn't exist. Mm. But when I say you're looking for a unicorn, you have a very small box that you, that somebody needs to fit into. And mm -hmm. I think when you're looking for somebody that's 25 years old. Well, to... I haven't always been looking for the 25 year old. What I'm saying is that I've been, it, my range on hinge is set 27 to 33. That's my, that's the range that it's set at. So mm -hmm. like the teacher was 27. So, I mean, she was at the lower end of the range, but I'm not, I'm not saying that that makes her a bad person or anything. I don't think she's a bad person. I just think that the problem is, is that I think most people my age Again, just want to they just want to get that. It's kind of like what you were saying. They just want to get that job and then and then they want to just use that job to, to go and do whatever they want. And, and that's not all I'm after. I'm after something a little bit more, which is like, hey, I, I'm using uh, like, yes, right now, Yelp is the job I'm working. Um, but at some point here, we're like in the next three years, I would think we probably won't be at Yelp because we're going to be doing some things next year. And that's a concept that people just don't understand. I also think, you know, there's a couple of really insightful comments. Like Ramiro says, I think expectations get in the way. 
many girls you would never consider can make you happy, you'd be surprised. And I, I think that's absolutely true. I think, though, the, the difference, like when me and Mrs. Monty met, we didn't have a pot to piss in. Like we were not established. We would like in life. Mm -hmm. We were 28 years old. Like it, we were trying to figure out what we were going to do. Yeah. But we grew together and that struggle is, you know, is what bonded us. Yeah. For you. And six, the cell phone didn't exist or was no, very new. No, it did not exist. The cell phone did not exist. Um, like I, I, in the, I tell the story a lot too, but like she went on a trip with her mom. They drove to Zion National Park for a week. Yeah. And I didn't talk to her, but like once that week. And when I did talk to her, like I missed her phone call. And she talked to my, who was my childhood. My sister was young. and was like 10 years old at the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's different now. But the thing for you is you've achieved a certain level in life. Mm -hmm. And you just, you're not looking to backslide. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, that, that but, you're going to backslide. But what if you meet someone who maybe isn't at your level yet, but that you can bring to that, that you can inspire to Ooh. greatness, that you can then make a life with together? Yeah, I mean, I the thing that I struggle with with that is I think that that is I, – I, I wouldn't have an issue with that, but I think the problem is in the real world, like people – I can't it's it's like what Kobe always used to say. If I if I have to beg you to go to the gym, you're not you're not my you're not my person. If I like and what that but means is like what that means is is that if I have to beg you to work hard and want to achieve more, we're not the same person. We're not on the same wavelength. Like it it's that's just not what what that's not the kind of person I want. I want someone who's pushing themselves. I want someone who is like, yeah, you know, mm -hmm. like right now mm -hmm. I'm here, but like in three years, what I'm after is X, Y, and Z. I'm not saying that that goal has to be the same, but I am saying they have to be pushing towards something. They have to be a driven personality. I don't want someone who just wants to, you know, the answer like can't, when you ask somebody, what are you working on or what do you want? The answer can't be, I don't know. Yeah. And that's what it's been. And that, that, that's, a, that's well said. I mean, that truly has been what it's been. Everybody that I've really talked to so far hasn't really had a great answer to yeah. what are you working towards right now? Or what are you, what are you trying to do? It just seems like everybody's just kind of out here, like, you know, just kind of living day by day. And, and that's cool. Like, but I think that you're, you're leaving out an opportunity where you could meet someone who's really amazing that has never been told, Hey, you can do whatever you want to do. Go do it. Yeah. But how do you get there in the conversation of things? How do you get there? Because like with this teacher, Mm -hmm. she was she she was really cool she was down to earth she was somebody you could have i liked her a lot as a person i think the major difference between us was is that i'm much more entrepreneurial minded and she's much more hey i'm i i like teaching but i you know work isn't really what i care about you yeah know, she's like, looking she's fine drawing a pension and that's fine and, and i and i, and I, I want to be I, really clear I gotcha, like yeah. i don't i don't judge people for that i'm not I, we're not having a conversation about whether that makes someone a bad person or not. But but what we are having a conversation about is is how difficult it is, millennials or Gen Zers at this point, to get them to be motivated in life. That's that's the thing. Like it and and it's like it's a struggle. Like that's but the best you're way I can say it. You're never going to find somebody that is everything. And I'm to not miss it I and to miss everything. it. Right. No, I know. Right? But to Mrs. Monty's point, sometimes everything doesn't happen for a decade. Like you don't 
we are we are polar opposites of the humans we were when Mrs. Monty I and I met. I need core values. I need somebody who who is a driven go getter kind of personality. Yeah. Okay, ladies, if you're listening. There are no ladies that listen to this. Here we go. Damn it. Besides Eric C's There's sister. Like, and or is his sister? Not his wife, his sister. No, it's his sister. They're okay. in the car. Yeah, She's okay. engaged, if memory. I thought the serves. trip rider was lady. She Whatever. is, but she I don't know if she listens to the show. Yeah, thanks to the again, thanks to the trip for putting us in the paper. I don't know. I just think that you 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 don't know who you are today and you have no idea who you're gonna be in a decade. And I, I just think it's it's you're in a really shitty spot. Like it's really hard to date right now. Um, Teddy Wayman says my last girlfriend was 36. She had two kids and she was about as mature as a 23 year old. She broke up with me through text. Is that true? Teddy mm -hmm. Jake broke up with his last, like his he broke up with you over text message. Yeah. And your last girlfriend was engaged to you. Mm -hmm. You were not engaged to her, but she was engaged to you. And you broke up with her over text, and mm -hmm. she almost tore your house apart. Right. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, isn't the old saying there isn't just one person or a soulmate out there for every person? Relationships relationships are give and take. Both make sacrifices to be happy together. Oh, there's no doubt that's and I, the truth. Again, so we need to make sure we're all on the same page about what's being said here, because I don't want this to turn into, hey, I'm looking for like the perfect person. Because you're that's not. That's not what not. I'm looking for. Yeah. What I'm saying is that, is that, I'm not going to date or settle for the person who's just going to work their nine to five and then they're going to come come home and just chill. Yeah, you're, that's you're not, not, that's not looking for the baby maker. You're yeah, not looking not. for the, the person that's like, OK, I have this job now, but, you know, I'm, I'm picking out the picket fence and the shade of white paint I want to put on it. And like, you're not looking for the person who just wants to sit home and be a mom. Yeah. I'm you not need somebody that. that's driven to achieve in life. Yes. And that's very difficult to find in the age range you're trying to date in because people don't know what that is. I, I think we have created a society of young people that believe that you, Hey, I'm going to go to college. Hey, I'm going to be in student debt. Hey, I'm going to work a nine to five. But now the problem is the pandemic's fucked all that up. Like it's yes. completely changed that. Yes. And so now people are going to school and they are getting in student loan debt, but they're not working at Carl's Jr. anymore. Mm -hmm. And they're not taking lower medium medial jobs because, you know, and it's funny, Mrs. Monty works in recruiting. And one of the things we, we've talked about recently is, well, hell, the pandemic kind of you know, trim down the fat on the the, the employee pool mm -hmm. uh, because a bunch of people are, well, dead. And now the people that were at the bottom trying to get over some people to get to the top, well, now all of a sudden the elevator went to the top floor and like these people have access to jobs that they've never had access to. But the problem is all those people that were working part-time at Carl's Jr. and were side hustling now are making six figures and Carl's Jr. doesn't have anybody to make burgers. Yeah, that that is absolutely, uh, you know, the reality uh, of the situation. You don't yeah. have to wait. Like, when, when... So we're doing this awkward thing now where Mrs. Monty has a microphone and she keeps raising her hand. Just fucking talk. You don't have to wait. <laughs> we're not in third grade class. Jake Here just, we go. Jake just got dumped by a teacher. Here we Let's, go. You know, I, I do think maybe teachers are off the list pretty much. Yeah. But get that, we've had a run of bad. Teachers. Yeah, can we agree that you're not going to date teachers not anymore? Totally but I thought we weren't xing people off the list. I thought we were I being mean, flexible with totally. who we date. We're not totally. Maybe like a college teacher. Maybe a professor. Maybe a professor. Maybe somebody with a PhD. Yeah. A doc. You okay, can. Okay, not that high. Yeah, that's no. too much brain. Yeah, they're probably blind from reading too. But anyway, what were you going to say? Ahead. Now? But anyways, we were know. talking about employees and and we're, But anyway, the point oh. is. 
Yeah. It, it, it's life totally has changed. different now. It's yeah. The, the, the change in the last year took people out of lower paying part-time jobs and gave them an opportunity to step up. And the supply chain, it's not just a problem of um, things not being made. But it's because there's no one to get it out to us. We're yeah. buying so much more. Think about how many projects we've done in this house that we would not have done. Yeah. Uh, hello. We wouldn't have this house if the pandemic hadn't happened. Well, that's true, too. We would still be living that's in Phoenix. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God You know, like, I mean. Yeah. It, 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 is, it is incredible. The, you, the pandemic changes people. And you are either going to evolve and grow and take advantage of things like the pandemic, or you're going to suffer. And you're going to sit still and probably if you're sitting still in life, you're always backsliding. That's what I'm saying. So like you have to, I don't know how we got to where we are. I mean, we're, we happen to be three people. You only grind because I grind. Like, you, you know, like it, it, that's the good and the bad of it. Mm. I've had a profound impact on your life and I guess parents are supposed to do that, but it's made, it's made you a different kind of 28 year old. Yeah. It so, is. Uh, I don't appreciate the a twenty-eight-year-old who needs therapy. But probably. I mean, other you than know. that, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. By, by the way, we booked fishing trips in Maui yesterday. Well, I did. So I'm excited. We're like thirty-two days away from going to Maui. Yeah, putting in all the PTO time for the end of the year today. That's happening. <sighs> Can't wait. Bradlark says girls in Utah don't have a path because generally in our community the woman's path is dictated <clears throat> by the man. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Jackson says sometimes the right person comes along and you realize they are right for you and your expectations were wrong. I don't think setting, I don't think that's settling, just letting go of some of your expectations. Yeah. I think you have to be open. Um, James Knight says you ain't going to find that chick that ticks all the boxes, Jake. Totally agree. See, but, but again, I'm not saying I need someone to check all the boxes. I'm saying at a minimum, I just need them to be, you know, a, a, a go-getter, you know, working hard in life, trying to trying to get better mentality, no matter if that's somebody who's just starting out or mm-hmm. somebody who's further than I am, you know? Brylark says, I'm a big fan of the Mrs. Monty Mike. <laughs> the Mrs. Uh, Monty Mike. I Eric like C. says, my sister's here. Haha. Ha. She has so many things to say that I can't fit in a comment. Okay, give us the cliff notes. Yeah, give Just us some the bullet cliff points. Notes. Yeah. yeah, come on, How about summarize. Some bullet points? Let's go. Uh, Jose Luis BG says that's true. We moved to a smaller town during the pandemic and got approval in our jobs to be remote. Brought a house, bought a house at the city we were living in and rented it. Planning on getting another next year. You, you either, See, you that's either, what I'm saying. you're either growing and moving forward, or you're backsliding. Yeah. And they, I, I, I this is going to sound harsh, but I think it's true. You can be a victim, or, or. It's the gazelle versus lion mindset. You're either running from life or you're chasing life. But and I said this the other day, everybody wants to be the the lion that's eating the head off of the gazelle. Nobody wants to hunt. Yeah. The lion only eats because the lion is an elite hunter. Yeah. And in this world, if you want to eat, you better be a good hunter. And during things like a pandemic, put your foot on the gas. Yeah. Because the only reason we kept our Yelp went through a massive layoff 18 months ago. And why did we keep our jobs? Because we're top producers. You have to achieve because nobody's going to achieve for you. And I think, yeah, life has completely changed. Jose Luis BG says, welcome, Mrs. Monty. Uh, Giggity (laughs) says, you won't find the perfect girl, but in time, she'll be the perfect girl if you are patient and work toward it together. Yeah, you have to do it together. Um, You won't be the perfect guy for her either and we'll need to mold her. Truth. 
Yeah, I yeah, it molds. So to her. this is yeah. the other conversation then, and I and and I don't disagree with that at all. But this is the other conversation then. How much should I be willing to sacrifice or or compromise on the things that I want to do to to bring somebody in? Because I'm not on I, the things you want to do on the things none. I want to do or or the way I want to live life. Like none, you know. The worst thing that you can do is change the things you want and sacrifice the things you want just because you don't want to be single. Because the real ball breaker in this whole conversation is being single and living alone is an addiction. It is. It is. When you live alone. <laughs> what did I say and, to you yesterday? Yeah. When like, you live alone and you have your own space, it is, you know, I and I did it. I lived in, in St. Louis for a year and a half. I did not love it. I did not like living alone. Um. But I can tell you when I was when I was 28 and I moved into my parents' house in L.A. to rebuild my life, it fucking blew. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Because I had lived I had lived a life that I dictated Mm -hmm. that I had. You know, again, I had at that point it was 1998 and I had tens of thousands of dollars in the bank and I was living a good life. I was partying every night. I was playing baseball. Well, it turns out that wasn't such a good life. Mm-hmm. And I gave that life up and now I'm an adult. And it you just, you go through these phases of your life. Seasons. You you do. You go through these seasons of your life. And, and fortunately for me, summer has never ended in my life. Yeah. And I hope that it doesn't. But I'm telling you, every day that you're not in love and every day that you're not kissing somebody goodnight and every day that you're not um, missing somebody... And every day that you're not sharing your life with people, like I'm telling you, you're, 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 there is a void mm-hmm. because having like Mrs. Monty is my best friend. Like we work together every day. Like we, we joke with each other. We throw stress balls at each other. We laugh, we build decks together. We I know stress over paver contractors together. We fight about buying new cars. But like, here's my thing. Here's my thing. You know, you guys were fortunate enough to start at the same starting line. Right. As you were just saying. Yes. And and you were yeah. able to like stay on the same like level and level up yes. and do all that together. My problem, I feel like, is is that I've gotten too far ahead of my age bracket. So now I have to do this weird thing where, you know, it's you know, people my age aren't where I am. But the people who are older than me are also in a different place in life. And so it's Don't just settle. this whole dynamic. Don't settle. I'm not saying I'm going to settle. We're having Jake, a conversation about Jake that. Jake needs to like plan a trip for himself to like i don't know the yeah i know caribbean or someplace where there'll be lots of chicks and ass you know bathing suits by the pool mm-hmm. or whatever yeah 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 and i think you need to get aggressive in person <laughs> like you need the g- you're right the gym is not the place to go and meet people no no but the gym when is awkward yeah when you're snowboarding know, not about that but when you're snowboarding yeah. or when you're grocery shopping or when you're when we're in Maui and because you and I have several days where them hoes ain't going to be around, you know, yeah. so, you know, we're going to be fishing together and stuff. Right. And uh, stuff. You know, Teddy Wayman says, I'm right there with you, Jake. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says in 15 years, though, don't regret working so hard to do what you want that you miss out on finding an incredible girl. Yeah. Jose says, just wait for the right person, Jake. I'd never think I, I'd. I'd never think I'd date someone like my wife. She's a religious person. And in the end, we find out uh, we were looking for the same goals in life. Like, I mean, that's the awesome. other thing that bothers me to no end is that is that LDS women will no matter how great of a guy you are, 
they won't do it unless you're LDS. It yeah, is maddening. They, it's it's so frustrating. It's ingrained. They that's can't. a cultural thing. Yeah, I get it, but that doesn't make it any better. That's not an excuse. Like that. It like it. It just is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, Decaber 1981 says, "Totally get it." I have a 28 year old bro in law that is single, and his it's the biggest thing he's looking for is someone that is driven. Not enough drive in the younger generation at all. And that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I don't want it to come off like I need some perfect person. But I can't do lazy. I can't do like. You can't settle. I can't, yeah, Brylark, I just can't exactly. do that. Brylark says, never settle for anyone less than you want or deserve, Jake. If you do, it'll be the biggest mistake that you'll make. And yeah. you said this about, about that situation that last year. Mm-hmm. You, you just knew that it, you, you, you just, trust me, stick to your gut. Yeah. You know, you know, when you're talking to somebody and there's that little wavering of feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not right. Yeah. You know, it's not right. Play the music because we're way late. It's 820. Jeez. Yeah. Whatever. We have to live like and do things. Whatever. Whatever, man. Okay. Good talk. Um, Somebody was asking about food and working out. I'm out of time. Tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll talk about like... I put it on Twitter. Yeah, I put a workout video on Twitter, and I put what I eat, and people are like, oh, you're an idiot. You got to do this. Keto, keto, keto. I'm not doing keto. I'll never do keto. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Mrs. Monty. Goodbye, Mrs. Monty.